What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 134 of the Candid Athletic Training Podcast. Do not be alarmed. It's me, it's Chad. I'm riding solo tonight. Kevin is ill. He will be back whenever he is not feeling ill. So, this is going to be fun. We are riding solo here, and we're going to do this. We're, um, we've got a lot of fun. we got a lot of fun for you tonight. It is, what is the day today? We are recording this on July 26th, and it's going to come out August 2nd. Hey, Ed. Welcome back from your hiatus. So uh, this is going to be a fun show. I'm going to need, I'm going to lean on the live streamers as I always do, as we always do. We appreciate our live stream members. Um, Kevin Joyce is in the house and I am not lying. He is not hungover, although it was one hell of a week here in Milwaukee. Let's just, let's just cut to the crap. Milwaukee and Wisconsin right now Right now, as of this minute, is riding high. The Bucks won a championship for the first time in 50 years. The Brewers are in first place. And just as of this afternoon, it looks like our good friend, Aaron Rodgers, might be back in the fold for one more, one more season. Well, who knows? So, so welcome again, everyone. Uh, We've got a fun show. It's probably going to be a little bit shorter than normal because Kevin's not here and Kevin likes to talk and I just kind of point the ship in the right direction. So, uh, a lot of Olympic talk tonight. Um, Before we get into tonight's show, we need to talk about healthy roster. Healthy Roster, www.healthyroster.com. They are the official sponsor of the Candid Athletic Training Podcast. Thank you to Dan and all the folks uh, at Healthy Roster for sponsoring the show. If you are in the market, school starting back up, last minute you're deciding you need a new electronic medical record, check them out. Go to healthyroster.com. Let them know that you found a, about them about the, uh, wow, it's going to be one of those shows. Let them know you heard about them here on the Canon Athletic Training Podcast. They're great. They're just great people, uh, really easy to work with, uh, and they have the best product in the market. So why wouldn't you want it? Also, thank you to Brew Fitness. Uh, Ryan just took off. I'm here all by my lonesome. I've got free reign of the place, but uh, Brew Fitness MKE here in Milwaukee. This is where we record the show. If you're in Milwaukee and you need a place to work out, Come check it out. They've got fun classes all day long. So, how's everyone doing? Uh, live streamers, get your comments in early. I'm going to read most of them tonight. We're going to lean on you guys. It's going to be a fun show. Strap it in. Here we go. best part about doing this by myself is trying to figure out all the buttons over here. Normally we divvy some of it up, but it's like, all right, can I now, what do we got to do? So 
Kevin says, it's too bad we don't have a hockey team. We do have an IHL team. The Admirals, I think they're pretty good. I think they've been in the championship several times. It's a fun ticket. They actually play in the same arena that my basketball team plays in. Abby's in the house. She's back. Probably has a blizzard in her hand right now. Kento's in the house. Hannah Chun and Scott Garrich. We've got a, we're getting a packed house. So, Ed's back for the first time in a long while. We're happy to have you back. Hopefully you are well rested from the social media. And you're ready to go here. All right, we're going to start off tonight's show with an easy one. It's Would You Rather. Can't do a top five tonight. Kevin's not here. We're going to do a Would You Rather. Super simple. Would you rather work as an athletic trainer, the Summer Olympics, or the Winter Olympics? And if you're on the live stream, you want to tell me why, that'd be great. And I put this up on social media. If uh, you're if you're listening, you probably know the social media. It's CandidAthleticTraining.com. Let's put that up on the share screen here. Uh, 75% say you'd rather work the Summer Olympics. 25% said would rather work the Winter Olympics. And Hannah here said this would be me in the Winter Olympics going to check on someone. And it looks kind of like the Hamburger Helper oven mitt walking down a runway. Um, really well bundled up there, Hannah. Uh, she says summer one, well, that's, that would be a one, two, three, a hundred thousand percent. Y'all know how cold I get. Kevin, who works hockey, obviously says winter. And Kento just says, great question. Ed says winter. Winter is coming. Jon Snow want to be here. I think personally, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the Summer Olympics. I just tend to like more of the events. I understand them more. I would feel more comfortable. And we're gonna we have a fun feature topic. It's all about the the Summer Olympics. Uh, we're gonna get into. Well, I'll just spoil it now because live streamers, live streamers, write this down or remember it for our feature topic. We're gonna ask you, what would be the most fun Summer Olympic to cover? What would be the hardest Summer Olympic sport to cover? Which Summer Olympic sport is most necessary to have an athletic trainer and which one might be least necessary? Is there a Summer Olympic sport that you don't really need coverage? So, Abby says she she would say winter. She doesn't have a ton of experience with many of those winter sports. Ed says, hockey one, bobsledding two, biathlon. He just... Ed, Ed, they got shooting sports in the Summer Olympics as well. Curling, he says, curling. Um, Kevin says he's been to the Skeleton Luge bobsled track at Lake Placid, and it was unbelievable. I have seen, I've been in Calgary, and I've seen some of the training um, sites, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. However, I'm kind of rolling with Hannah. I just feel like the summer, I don't want to be cold. Then again, do you really want to take up your summer? I love having my summers off. Is that enough to persuade me into thinking 
maybe I should just work the Winter Olympics, double up on the, the, the bad time of the year, and then just take the summer off and watch them because I'd rather enjoy them. Oh, that's a tough, that's a tough call here. Um, no, I think I gravitate. I really, if, when I think of Olympics, the first thing that I think about track and field, swimming, um, next would be, I think, some of the figure skating in the winter. When you think of Olympics, I guess hockey, the most memorable. Although the, the single most memorable Olympic moment for me is that relay race with Michael Phelps with the year he won eight gold medals, that huge comeback that they made at the end. I remember there's, there's only a handful of sporting events where I remember where I was, what I was doing and that feeling. I remember being in bed, watching that and jumping up and down in my bed going, holy shit, holy cow, knowing that that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And I wasn't in my teenage years. I was not even in my twenties. I think I was in my early thirties. Jumping up and down in my bed like like my kid. Well, he doesn't jump yet, but I mean, how cool is that to be able to just an event like that? It's it's cool. It is super cool. So uh, let's see here. Kento says he'd rather work the summer. He's more familiar with them, and he's just a Summer Olympics person. Ed says... Shooting and skiing, baby. Hannah doesn't have the summers off, so she'd rather work the Olympics than be at a high school. That's a great point. I'd literally die if I had to work the triathlon when everyone just passes the F out at the finish line. Drives me crazy. Uh, Kento says, this Olympic game, surfing, skateboarding, karate, and climbing are the new ones. I think all need ATs for different reasons. That's good. We'll get to that in one second. So... Uh, again, 75% of the people that answered the poll on Candid underscore ATC, our Twitter account, said the Summer Olympics. 25% said winter. Um, it seems like our live stream and hockey people, uh, our live streamers are more hockey people, cold weather fans. The, they're the hardcore people, of course. They're hardcore. That's why they're live streamers on this. So maybe they can deal with the winter a little bit more. So, all right, here we go. Next up, friend or foe. Simple one. Um, and it, it just happened. It happens all the time to me, so I'm, I just want to know. How do you feel about getting texts or calls or updates from your athletes in your off time? So for me, I'm on a 10-month contract. I get June and July off. If you're in a year-round contract, you pro- this probably doesn't apply to you. But maybe there's a slower time. Maybe you're working at the high school. There's not as much going on in the summer. Maybe you're at the college setting. Maybe you're a professional and, and you have a full-fledged off-season. You get that text saying, hey, something's going on with my XYZ. Or, hey, are you in or do you know when the athletic training room is available? This is going on. Friend or foe? Because the athlete's just trying to be proactive. Can you fault them? But at the same point, it's like, I just want a break. So, friend or foe, let's see what they, we put it up on social media. 
We'll start there. Give the live streamers a chance to answer. Friend or foe, athletes texting, calling you in the offseason with injuries. 63% said friend. 37% said foe. Nate said friend. It's a little flattering that they, they're hundreds of miles away. Or maybe they're not hundreds of miles, but they're just away or you're away or whatever. But still look to you for guidance. But at the same time, we're on a break. And there is a friend's gif. We're, we were on a break. Kylie Drost, and uh, Kylie says, my mind instantly went to high schoolers, and just from my understanding, it is very unprofessional for the students and the athletes to have your phone number. Now, Kylie, that's a great point. Although if you have healthy roster as your EMR, they have a, day, like they have a, a way of getting around giving out your personal number, so you can work around that a little bit. So I'm guessing she went faux. Um, Hannah says, foe, they know where I am at when I'm at school. My off-season sports can shoot me a text to let me know, and I'll just tell them when and where I am. I don't mind if it's surgical updates, though. Kevin says, friend, because at least they care enough about your opinion as to what's going on. Foe, when they either don't listen or just keep pestering when I'm trying to get my summer on. Personally, oh, man, this is so tough because you want to help. You always want to help. That's why you got into this profession. As I get older, I get more one, like my breaks are my breaks. I want to be away, but then does it just cause more work for you when you get back? That's kind of the million dollar question. I just got a text this morning and be like, hey, this is bugging me. And, and they're starting up in a couple weeks. It's like, do I want to take care of it now when I'm technically off or do I want it to get worse? And then when I come back, now I got to deal with a bigger pile. Um. Man, there's no right or wrong to this. That's why I love these friend or foes. There's no, it's just how you interpret. It's actually one of, becoming one of my favorite segments. Uh, if I have to have to answer. Oh, okay, Abby, thank you. I'll read yours while I still make up my mind. She says, it's annoying, but overall I feel like it's a friend. Sometimes our words are comforting and all they might need to know is that the world isn't ending. Amen on that. As someone who has fielded calls at 3 a.m., Ed says, and phones always blowing up during the year, I need a break. I'm there with you, Ed. I'm leaning full. Um, you know what? I'm going to go full for this reason. Unless you are the only staff member at your place of employment and you have a team approach, let someone else carry it for a little bit. Treat it like a relay. An IM in the swim world. No, that's not an IM. Just a regular melee, a relay race, whatever. I got my I got my terms. Swimming bothers me. I got my terms wrong. Sorry. A relay race, maybe it's a in track, it's a four by one, it's a four by four, whatever. Someone else carry the baton for a little bit. Let me take my two months off. There are other athletic trainers. They're just as capable of helping you as I am. And hopefully, if you work with other people, they're just as capable as you are. And maybe it's a fresh set of eyes. Hey, Rick, welcome to the show. It's okay. We all lost track of time. Tell me you were watching the Olympics. Rick, would you rather work the Summer Olympics or the Winter Olympics? That's what you've missed so far. And friend or foe, athletes texting you on your downtime. Um, so as I was saying, if you are working with other people, just let them 
help the athlete, a fresh perspective every once in a while. Maybe it's just reassuring for you to, for somebody else to see the exact same thing you saw. So you're not like, huh, you know what? I did tell them the right thing. Or maybe somebody else has, hey, let's try this. Or did you think about this? And it's okay to say, oh, let's take a different approach here. So I'm going to say when they text you, it's a foe. If you have told them what's available. Rick Cox says he's working the Summer Olympics. One hundo. Soccer, wrestling. There he goes. Um, very good. So, for me, foe. Rick says foe too. Good enough for me. All right, we're moving on. Again, I'm flying through this show. Kevin's not here to back me up on the long-winded rants, and that's okay. We're going we're gonna to do another comic book here for our fictional athlete trainer. It's a show. You know, you're probably tired of comic book talk, but that's who I am. Sorry about it. We're not doing Marvel. We're not doing DC. We're doing a, a random other TV show that's on Netflix. I highly recommend. It's called The Umbrella Academy. Um, it's fun. It actually is a independent comic book that got, it's a relatively newer comic and it got picked up for Netflix and they've had two seasons. Season three, they're filming right now, will be out in next year, 2022. If you are familiar with it, it is a fun show. If not, check it out on Netflix. Uh, I'll give you the premise in one second. I'm going to start with, if, you've, if you're a Marvel fan and you just watched the, the Loki season, and you watch Umbrella Academy, you're going to be really disappointed with Loki because I'm pretty sure they just picked up what Umbrella Academy did in its first two seasons and went with that. It's almost like an identical story. The whole time, space, continuing, continuum. Um, Umbrella Academy does it pretty good. It's There's a little bit different. Hey, Kate Adcock. I'm glad that you love that show. Tell me who you feel would be the best fictional athletic trainer from Umbrella Academy if you've seen it. We'll get into it. So here's the premise. Um, there were this, this random occurrence of, I think it's 43 children born at the exact same time, midnight, on the same day of the same year, a long time ago, and none of these uh, people were expecting to be having a child. These were all spontaneous births, as weird as that sounds. Sounds like a horror story. So this really eccentric billionaire adopted seven of these kids because he had um, the foresight to think that something was going on and that these people all had superpowers, which turns out they all do. So he adopted seven of them and he trained them as his own little crime-fighting unit. Um, and we're going to get into a little bit of which character, which ability might help the athletic trainer. So there are seven of them, and they were numbered one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And they, they do have first names, except for number five. I don't know number five. It's He's just called five. <clears throat> so we'll go from, well, they're all the exact same age because they were all born at the exact same time. So we're going to start with Luther, who is technically called number one. He is super strength, super strength. He uh, was 
injected with a serum that turned him into half ape. His upper body, his upper half is like an ape. He was also on the moon for four years for a mission. So he was on the moon. He's traveled. So last week we covered space. He's got that locked down for us. So strength is the first ability. The second character, his name is Diego. He's got two abilities. One that's not even talked about in the TV show. I just found it uh, when I just did a, a little quick Wikipedia on him. He can hold his breath really, really, really long. I don't know how that helps unless you are helping someone underwater. Maybe he should be covering Summer Olympics. But he has the ability to, to curve anything that he throws. And he traditionally throws knives. So he can curve knives. He would make a good pitcher if he can curve anything he throws. You can just curve, drop and curve balls in there anytime he wants. Um, but a knife thrower. So we got a super strength, which I think we think would help a little bit in certain things in carrying athletes. Um, sometimes we've talked about on this program before, the super strength could be a drawback. Joint mobilization's gone wrong. Um, it's going to help with carrying things, kits. Um, it's going to help with carrying coolers. But otherwise, strength might be a little bit overrated. Kate makes a good point here about Diego. He's got anger issues. Um, he is definitely the hot-headed vigilante of the group. He's probably my favorite character in the show, but uh, he would not make a good athletic trainer. Uh, Kevin asked, wasn't there a movie where they curved bullets? Yes, that was... Um, Wanted, I believe it was called. I think Angelina Jolie was in it. Morgan Freeman was in it. Uh, I forgot who the main actor was. I always confuse him. Um, but yes, I'm pretty sure there was. Curving bullets. All right, so back to the Umbrella Academy. The third child, Allison, she has a mind control ability. She can say the phrase, I heard a rumor and whatever she fills in the blank, whatever is after I heard a rumor, she can get that person to 100% of the time do whatever she says after I heard a rumor. It's, a, it's almost like hypnotist or mind control. She can use it for good or for evil. She has used it for good or for evil. She's an actress in her daytime job. She's a mother. Um, she has... I think she'd be a strong candidate here. I mean, deep down, as much as we don't want to admit it, all of us would love to be able to Jedi mind trick or mind control our athletes to get them to do whatever. Whether it's just tell the truth about an injury, whether it's to finish their rehab, whether it's to do their concussion baseline or the concussion test or whatnot, um, there are so many times where you know an athlete is holding out but just being able to say, I heard a rumor that, man, that would be great. Or how about this? Hey, coach, I heard a rumor that practice was over. I heard a rumor that everyone left the athletic training room. I heard a rumor that y'all let me eat my lunch. Allison, one, she's, um, when she, okay, in season two, they all get um, sent back to Dallas, 1960s, early 1960s, right before JFK was assassinated. She was hardcore in some civil rights movements. 
Um, so her heart is in the right place. She often resists using her, her ability because she feels like she can take advantage of it and she tries really, really hard not to uh, unless it's an emergency situation, which I think is good. So she wants to do well. She wants to get by on her own merits and not use her ability, but it's there in her back pocket as she needs it and I can respect that. So the fourth child, his name is Klaus, and he's probably the worst of the group. He is... His, his special ability is to talk. He can talk to the dead. So if someone is deceased, he can just have a conversation with them. So, tough for an athletic trainer. It's not going to help too much unless you just need... Um, maybe you want to just talk to somebody that's previously had the same injury and you just want to get some perspective on what helped, what didn't help. The problem with Klaus is he's also an alcoholic and a drug addict. And he can usually, well, in the beginning, he could only talk to the dead people when he was sober and he was never sober. Um, we're just going to write him off. He's pretty much useless as an athletic trainer. So Kento says, super strength. How strong do you need to be to rip the ACL with Lachman's? You don't want to be that strong. I agree. We've, we've talked about that. Mobilization's gone wrong. Um, super strength, you got to be really careful with it. Okay, number five, whose name is Five. He has the ability to travel time and space, so he can hop from moment to moment, from uh, location to location. Uh, I think he would be good in a tournament setting, covering different wrestling mats, covering tournament volleyball tournaments, whatever it might be. You need to be in multiple places at once. Five is your athletic trainer for those type of situations. Um, he now is a huge, huge prick, and none of his brothers and sisters really care for him. Uh, he is a little cocky. He's a little conceited. He is take charge, which I think can be good. He's calm in, he's probably the most calm in, the high intensity situations, the the oh shit moments. Five is really cool, calm, collected. So I will give him that. Time and space teleportation is kind of a neat trick. He's also considered like the number one assassin in the history of the world. He can just kill anybody. That's not going to help as an FI trainer, but just knowing that he's good at what you do, there's something there. Okay, here's a, here's, a, here's a dark horse. Ben. Ben is technically has been dead the entire time we've been watching this show. The only way you get to know what he's saying is because he talks to Klaus, who can talk to the dead people. So Ben travels around with Klaus. Ben's super talent when he was alive is that he could randomly summon tentacles, like four or six tentacles to help him with his job. Picture Dr. Octopus. Like that. So now Ben has, um, in season two, he's learned to jump into Klaus's body and he can kind of uh, act a little bit through jumping into other people. Um, I don't know how well that trick, I don't think he can stay there forever. Um, but tentacles, extra appendages, that is a cool thing. We talked about this with Dr. Octopus. One tentacle's over here typing in notes while this one's working on an athlete, giving a massage. This one over here is maybe filling up your coolers. We're just talking time-saving. 
So Ben is a, a little bit of a dark horse to me. Kind of depends on this whole, do you care if he's alive or not? <laughs> it's a cool trick. And number seven, her name is Vanya. She was raised um, believing that she had no abilities, but found out she actually does. When she concentrates on sound, if she hears a noise and she can lock in on it, she can channel that into energy, which she can um, then basically blow up anything. So uh, tough. I mean, she's very, very, very powerful as a superhero, but I don't see any situation where sending out sonic booms would help you as an athletic trainer. So she's, she's out in my, in my world. Um, I just want to, of the, so of those seven, we've got super strength. We've got the, the knife thrower. We've got the mind control. We've got the guy that talks to dead people. We have jumping through time and space. We have tentacles and we have energy blasts. If you listen to sound. So, Mind control is is up there with Allison. Jumping through time and space. I got you know what I got to go with five. I'm gonna go with time and space. Um, as much as I would love to say the tentacles that Ben has and the mind control that Allison has, the ability to jump through time and space. We talked about this in episode number one with the Flash. If you can jump back in time three, four, five, six seconds and save an athlete from hurting themselves, it's a redo. That's the ultimate party trick. Um, maybe you could be jumping back, well, jumping from field to field as needed, getting there really quickly. Uh, and then if it's a really bad issue, you're going to jump back in time and maybe we get a redo. So, Five is going to be mine, even though he's a complete jerk, a complete condescending, confident, cocky prick. He's going to be the best athletic trainer. Um, fun fact, they also have a monkey as kind of like a butler, and their mom is a robot. I think both of them would be kind of fun to talk about too, but... Um, so anyways, that's Umbrella Academy. I highly recommend, highly recommend the show. Uh, if you like comic books, you like abilities, stuff like that, it is very well done. I'll leave it at that. So that is your fictional athletic trainer. All right, we're going to roll into FMK here. We're going to give you one Olympic FMK, and then we're going to give you one athletic training FMK this week. So real quick, when it comes to the Olympics, opening ceremonies, closing ceremonies, or the medal ceremonies, F1, marry one, kill one. And then in terms of athletic training, we're going to talk about wrist, sorry, we're going to talk about elbow ranges, forearm ranges of motion. Okay, we're going to do pronation, supination. We're going to do flexion, extension, and ulnar radial deviation. So oftentimes when you're doing an elbow rehab, those are what come up. Maybe you're working baseball. Maybe you're working another upper extremity. Um, so those pairs 
of exercises. You have to F1, marry one, kill one. Pronation, supination, flexion, extension, ulnar, radial deviation. Okay? So we're going to start with, and if you're on the live stream, give me your answers. I'd love to, to read them here. Opening ceremonies, closing ceremonies, and the medal ceremonies. Um, for me, I'm killing the closing ceremonies. I feel like most of the athletes are like have taken off already if they don't need to stick around. Like you're just it's been two and a half weeks. Um I don't understand what the closing ceremonies are a hundred percent. Um they just don't have that same oof as the opening ceremonies. Um so I'm going to I'm gonna marry the opening ceremonies. To me, I'm gonna learn the most from them. One, I use it as a geography lesson because I am the worst at geography. I love hearing about all these. I, I love hearing about countries I've never even remembered. It's like, oh, yeah, this place. I, I like to know how many. I like to see how many athletes from these small countries make it. Um, it's kind of just kind of cool. And it's you're like excited. Uh, the medal ceremony, I'm going to F with that. I like, I think it's a little too much, a little redundant. I don't need to see every single one. However, it can be pretty emotional and cool to see like a few of them. So I want to see like either the breakdown, like the, the, the surprise athlete, or maybe they just went through something traumatic before they got to the Olympics. They win, their song's playing. I want to see that reaction. So give me the... Give me that, and then kill the closing ceremonies. So, on the live stream here, Ed says he's marrying the opening, the joy and excitement for the games. Kill the closing ceremonies because I am sad they are over. Kevin Joyce says, F the medal ceremony. There's a lot. There's weight. Yeah, that's a lot. Kevin beating me to it for the same reason. Kento says, marrying the opening for sure. I love to see the athlete's excitement. You know, the fun thing about the opening ceremonies is too is um, you get to see the flag bearers who represent your country or the other countries and how, you know, how did they pick them. Um, it's, it's just kind of neat. Kevin Joyce says, F the medal ceremony. There's a lot of opportunities to do it. He's going for volume. Marry the opening. It's a pretty cool party and kill the closing. Is there even a point? I don't think so. I really don't. Um, I did miss... So the opening ceremonies, you, you're learning a little bit about the host culture as well. I think it's kind of neat to be able to see how each country who's hosted, um, what's important to them, how they celebrate. Uh, is it a music? Is it dancing? Is it, it's, uh, it's just so much... It's so refreshing to see other cultures to me. I love it. Um, it reminds me that I am so sheltered, uh, and while I am grateful to be here, that we need to remember that there are other places and other ways of doing things. Um, so I think that's important. All right, let's start talking about forearm, elbow rehab, um, different ranges of motion. As a baseball athletic trainer, I get these forearm issues all the time. What are the exercises that I do? Well, there's only six of them. 
Well, seven if you include grip strength. But I, I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to put that in here. There's a bug. I got it. Um, okay. So, in terms of the sets of exercises, I'm going to kill ulnar and radial deviation. Tomahawk chop. Um, I think it's. I think it's the least important of them. So I think I can do without it. We're going to get rid of ulnar and radial deviation. In terms of pronation and supination, and flexion extension. Oh, how do we want to go here? I actually think I'm going to marry the pronation supination and I'm going to F the flexion extension. Uh, I think flexion extension is done too much and I think we have, I, th I think you need to taper it. We don't have that kind of endurance, people. As much as you think you do, you don't. Um, I think we get imbalances in flexion and extension. <clears throat> I think we need to work way more on wrist reverse curls and extension and chill on the, on the forearm flexion. We have this muscle imbalance that's leading to most of the injuries we have. Um, so I think it's important, but I think we overdo it, and I think it causes some issues, so I will F with that. Pronation and supination I feel like is really important. I don't think you can overdo it. Um, if you were with your overhead athletes, your throwers, I think the rotational component here is super important. Uh, I think strengthening your pronators and supinators is going to help give you the most benefit um, in terms of preventing maybe a ligament issue. Um, and let's go back to some of the comments here. Hannah says, okay, am I the only one who always gets confused at which direction is which when it comes to deviation? I feel like it should be the opposite. Ulnar, pinky, radial, thumb. So I don't know if you're the only one. Ulnar. I don't know. Everyone else on the live stream, let Hannah know if she's crazy, if she's the only one that gets it confused. Uh, going back to the Olympics, Abby says she agrees with Kevin. After the medals, I enjoy the opening ceremony, seeking the pride that these athletes have is sweet. Oh, seeing the, the pride they have is sweet. And kill the closing ceremonies. Most everyone has gone home. Kento agrees with me. Thank you, Kento. He, he thinks that supination and pronation Really underrated. Um, you know what I really like? I've, I've picked up um, one of my favorite things right now is doing pronation and supination with some BFR. Do some blood flow restriction, supination, and pronation. I think um, you'll get a lot to it. Uh, Hannah says, yes, but you're going towards the bone. That it's naming.
Isn't that the point? In anatomical position? Yeah, you're going towards ulnar deviation, radial deviation. Maybe I'm not following. All right, Kevin says, Mary, supination, pronation, how else can you eat? That is 100%. Could you imagine not being able to turn? You just have to face palm. Oh, I just hit my microphone stand, but no. You'd have to re, you'd have to actually invent new. This is a great, Kevin, this is a great, this is going to be a great, like, completely off topic rant here. You'd have to invent completely new silverware, a complete new system on how to eat. Palm based silverware. No pronation, supination. All right. What would that look like? Maybe you should get in it, Kevin. No, you shouldn't. It's probably a waste of money. Um, he's effing the deviation because it's that motion. It's that motion. Oh, so he likes it. Uh, kill flexion extension. It's the root cause of so much elbow issues cause. No one wants to, to be the cool kid doing wrist curls in the squat rack. Yeah, that's true. It just it just doesn't look cool. Um, should you deviate away from the bone that you're mentioning? Hand is back. Maybe deviation is the wrong term. Just go ulnar movement, radial movement. Just just cut the deviate out. Deviate sounds like it's a dirty term too. Like you're doing something wrong. You're doing something naughty. You should never deviate. Just do ulnar movement and do radial movement. DVA does sound like you're doing something inappropriate. Um, Kento says, my sweet athlete with a Collie's fracture struggled with pronation supination the most, and it caused a lot of issue on the rehab. Yeah, I agree. Again, try. If you, if you have access to blood flow restriction, Try some ulnar or try some um, pronation supination with some BFR. Um, the other thing I did a lot of. <laughs> Kevin wants to use gifts, gifts in the chat and be naughty. I love it. Just just put it on the candid ATC Twitter account. Um, forearm rehab. Is is not there's nothing groundbreaking about it. It is just diligent and making sure you are using good form and just staying sticking to it. It's really boring. It's so boring. In fact, as a baseball athletic trainer, I'm like, man, is there something new out there? <clears throat> no. Okay, just keep doing it. <laughs> And my, my athletes get so bored. They're like, what should I do for this? I said, the same thing we've been doing for several months. We cannot reinvent every wheel here. There's no magic fix. So, uh, unfortunate. All right. We did a would you rather. We did a friend or foe. We did a fat. We did an FMK. It means it's time for our feature topic. We are flying through this episode. Thank you for sticking with me, everyone.
All right. Our feature topic is Summer Olympic related. So if you're on the live stream, I want you to think about this and get your answers in now. Uh, I'm going to read through the list of the Summer Olympic sports in just a second. And as I'm going through it, which Summer Olympic sport would be most fun to cover? Which Summer Olympic sport would be hardest for you to cover? Which one is most necessary to have an athletic trainer at? Which one is least necessary to have an athletic trainer at? Okay, so those are the four. We're going to, and I'll give you my answers here. I have a website here. All right, we are just going to read through the Summer Olympic sports here. Three-on-three basketball, which I was watching earlier today. In fact, I'm not going to lie. I thought this was really entertaining, way more than the regular basketball. Three-on-three I don't know how long it's been an Olympic sport. Kudos. It was fun to watch because it was a bunch of people I'd never heard of before. It was way fast paced. It was, the game was short. You know, it was like 10 minute total, first one to 21. It was cool. All right. So three on three basketball, archery, artistic gymnastics, artistic swimming, which I believe is synchronized swimming. Um, the next one just says athletics. I don't even know what that means. Uh, badminton, baseball, softball, basketball, beach volleyball, BMX freestyle, BMX racing, boxing, canoeing and kayak flat water, canoe and kayak slalom, which I saw today. It, it looks incredibly challenging for the athlete. Diving. Equestrian, fencing, football, which is soccer, golf, handball, hockey, oh, must be field hockey, judo, karate, marathon swimming, modern pentathlon, which looks like swimming, fencing, horseback riding, shooting, and running. That is a lot of different things. Mountain bike, rhythmic gymnastics. <laughs> All right, that we got a candidate there. <laughs> Road cycling, rowing, rugby, sailing, shooting, skateboarding, sport climbing, surfing, swimming, table tennis, taekwondo, tennis, track cycling, trampoline, I got questions on trampoline, triathlon, volleyball, water polo, weightlifting, and wrestling. That is a lot, a lot of sports here. Oh, my gosh. Track and field is athletics. I just thought that was, all right, track and field is athletics. Thank you for the clarification. Athletics is just running. <laughs> Um, okay. Rick says most like to cover rock climbing. Least like to cover fencing by far. Most needed is rugby or boxing. Least needed swimming. Maybe, maybe they all need us. I'm going to agree that rugby and boxing is, although boxing, do you need an athletic trainer? Or do you just need a doctor just to stop the fight? 
Not quite sure. Rugby, for sure. Um, least needed swimming, maybe? Not sure. Uh, okay, his least like to cover was fencing. And I'm not going to lie, I watched fencing. I watched the American win the gold medal two nights ago. I was all in. I want to try it. I want to do it. I think maybe it's because I really have some sort of weird, creepy affiniation um, for like the medieval times. Like I wish I would have been born in the medieval times. The jousting, the sword fighting, the swashbuckling, all that stuff. Um, I'm in on the fencing. And I didn't know they have three different like weight classes. Foil is the lightest. I think that's how they started. I, I don't know what the other two are. I want to check out more. I'm super excited about it. Uh, all right. Abby says she can't even pick one that she can't cover. Well, maybe sailing. Hannah says most like the trampoline, least table tennis, most unnecessary table tennis. And she can't remember all the categories. That's fine. Kevin says most like to cover surfing, least like the marathon swimming. Most needed would be rugby, and least needed would be skeet shooting. Uh, all right. As we go through here. Oh, you know what? I did put this on social media, one of these questions here. Let me see what I did here. What would be the hardest Summer Olympic sports for you to cover? Let's see what the answers were. What would be the hardest? Uh, Colin Gentry said entering physicals into the computer would be the hardest summer Olympic sport. Ryan says equestrian. Ben Rockwell said the hardest to watch would be speed walking. The hardest to cover is a tie between modern pentathlon and canoe kayaking. Uh, Rebecca says synchronized swimming would be the hardest to cover. Chris uh, says triathlon. Try keeping up. And then Nate says, the hardest to cover in terms of having to sit through it and watch wondering the entire time is why is this in the Olympics? He said, horse dressage, a.k.a. fancy prancing in equestrian. In terms of most work, water polo. It's brutal from what I've heard. And Leprechaun 3834 said, dressage is hard. It takes years of training to get to that level, and the writer's job is to make it look easy. Go to YouTube and look up Vallegro as he was the best at this. He's retired now, but the rider has another horse, Pumpkin. She's competing on. I must say, I cannot or will not say anything negative about horse riding as my wife was on an equestrian team. She jumped horses. And one, it is, I got on the horse for about a minute and a half. I'm like, this horse is too big. Get me down. I'm going to get hurt. And she's standing in front of the thing doing all sorts of incredible things, commanding it with just her voice and pulling on the reins. And then she's got to get that thing going and then do jumps. And if you've ever seen them, when the horse doesn't want to go and pulls up at the last second, it is, you're going to flip. You're going to go. You're going to go ass over the horse. You're going to get, you're going to get bucked. You're going to get thrown. Um, my wife's had her teeth knocked out. She's been bitten by a horse. Um, she's been thrown multiple times. I cannot say that an athletic trainer is not needed, and I cannot say that it's easy. 
Now, I will, I, at her school, I believe the athletic trainer was obviously not on site covering, but just in the athletic training room available. I'm not quite sure how it is at the Olympic level. Let's see here. Um, Abby said she couldn't work the triathlon. Hannah says, I think skateboarding as Olympic sport is dumb. I worked, Kevin says he worked sailing when he was an intern. It was actually a busy day when we would host. Um, the amount of rope burn and blisters would he would deal with is kind of numbing, he said. Uh, mind-numbing. And Abby said she's worked rowing regattas. That's fun to work. Sailing is different. Not quite sure. All right, so we're going to go through this again here. For me, the most fun, the most fun, I'm not going to lie, the, the sports that I really, and maybe it's not the fun to work, but fun to watch. Call me silly. I love watching table tennis. I like people being like watching the really obscure sports that you're like, how do you get that good? So to me, table tennis is in my, in my I want to see it. Uh, I think it would be fun. I think, what else? Looking through the list here, what else would be fun? I'll tell you, oh boy, yeah. Three on three was actually fun watching. Uh, fun would be badminton to me. I love racket sports. I wish they had, I wish they had, um, some racquetball. Let's see here. What else? Be beach volleyball would be fun to me. That'd be a fun one to cover. And when we had our draft, I, I took it for a reason. All right. Hardest to cover. Hardest to cover. Um, uh, in terms of. I think it's a, a workload thing. Wrestling. I bet you they really... Uh, maybe rugby. I think you guys are right. Rugby. Wrestling's probably a lot. Um, in terms of hardest to cover because, man, I'm going to be bored out of my mind. I got to go rhythmic gymnastics. I don't even know, oh boy, rhythmics, gymnastics, and trampoline. I bet you trampoline, there's going to be some injuries, though. I just don't, I don't, I don't even understand what the point, can anybody tell me on the live stream what the point of trampoline is? Um, <laughs> Kevin said, no ATC is going to stop what Horace doing from what it did to Christopher Reeves. Wow. Uh, that's, and Hannah says, that's why she loves trampoline. Have you seen it? It's incredible. I got someone tell me when it's on. I'm going to check it out. All right. The most necessary, most necessary has got to be rugby. For sure. Rugby coverage. Um, least necessary. If you get hurt, man, I don't think it's really probably necessary for table tennis. Um, Taekwondo is probably necessary. I bet you if you're doing it right. Uh, most necessary. Okay, water polo. No, no offense. I've always said water polo might be the hardest sport for the shoulder. Imagine all the shoulder injuries you get 
swimming, and then all the throwing injuries you get, the shoulder injuries you get throwing, and combine them in the water polo. That's why I said that's one sport I would never, ever, 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 ever want to work. I'd watch it. I think it'd be fun to watch, but I would, I would, man, those shoulders have got to be terrible. Um, shooting. Do you need an athlete trainer? Okay, I was, I was covering, or sorry, I was in the airport coming back on a baseball trip, and I was in, in the airport, and another team showed up, and I just found the athletic trainer. I just wanted to say hi and be like, oh, what do you cover? And she, and she covered two sports. I forget what the first one was, and the second one was like biathlon shooting, and I went, what do you do? And it was all heart rate variability, getting your heart rate down, controlled. Um, I mean, you're not really hurting your trigger finger that much, but it's all just like a heart rate, um, vestibular balance, um, eye tracking stuff. So do I think that's really necessary for an athletic trainer? I'm not sure. But I've met one, at least. And I'm not trying to poop on any of these sports. If you cover these sports, um, please, please, please reach out to us on social media and let us know. Um, would love to hear more about your sport and the, the type of injuries that you go through and how much you enjoy it. You know what? I would love to watch handball. That would be a fun sport for me to cover. <clears throat> um, okay, biking, mountain biking. Probably should have an athletic trainer there. Road biking? I don't know. There's some crashes. Canoeing, definitely. Badminton? Not sure. I'd really have fun watching it. All right, I'm going to go artistic swimming. Boy, oh boy, maybe I'm wrong there. I agree with Hannah that we had to invent sports for like... Olympics that like BMX stuff and skateboarding stuff for the U.S. to do well win, and now we're not even doing that well. Um, okay, last one, least necessary. What's the least necessary? I I gotta go. No, there's some bounding. There's some there's some jumping. Uh, golf. Do you really? Boy, oh boy. Do you need golf coverage? All your stuff is gonna happen beforehand. Uh, boy, I'm going to say marathon swimming would be tough. Diving is nerve wracking. That's for sure. Actually, diving is probably right up there in terms of most important to cover. Archery, man, oh man. Um, all right. Last, last official answer. I'm going to say road. Nope, I can't say that. Can't make my mind on the least necessary. I'm sure, I guess you can make an argument for any of them. So, with that being said, I am going to say shooting. Shooting, least necessary. Boy, oh boy. Um, what did I miss here? Let's wrap this up here. Powerlifting could have some legit injuries. They had an elbow dislocation. Beach volleyball, let's see. Came to Cincinnati a number of years ago. That was a great experience. 
TKD is badass. What's TKD? All three of my kids participate. One has their black belt. Oh, Taekwondo. An AT is definitely needed. Apparently shooting people hurt their backs and stuff, but that's just like for rifle. I don't know if that's different than shooting. I worked handball and was fun. Played a little while too. I hurt my back sometimes getting out of bed. Oh, wait, I'm old. <laughs> I'm sure there should be shoulder pathology from holding the rifle up for that long. Netball, can't understand that sport. I always volunteer to cover golf tournaments here, just drive around in a car and practice chipping when no one is around. I, yeah, I think as a golf athletic trainer, all your work is done before the event. What are you going to do during? Okay, really fun. Let's do this. We're going to wrap this thing up. I made it an hour. I don't know how. I thought this would be much faster. I must have got long-winded. I apologize. So thank you for checking out the Candid Athletic Training Podcast. My name is Chad Hindenbury. You can find us on social media, Candid underscore ATC. Kevin should be back next week. Hopefully you are having fun with the Olympics. It is such a good time of the year to um, revel in sport. Just a, a cool reminder about how much is out there, how important this is to some people, and that we have such a small role in it. Um, but it can be important. So if you enjoy the podcast, make sure you go to our website, CandidAthleticTraining.com. Get yourself a membership so you can join the live stream. We'd love to hear more of you, add your comments, and add your participation to these shows. It's what drives us. Get yourself some gear, some discount on merchandise by getting a membership. And also, we are continuing to look for companies that want to partner with us that will reward our members. So, again, the social media, Candid underscore ATC. The website, CandidAthleticTraining.com. Appreciate y'all. We will see you next week. Take care, y'all. Knowledge is king. Knowledge is king. Knowledge is king. Knowledge is king.